What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I will be here, Ben, but you should know that this week I feel like is a is a a turning point in the like the season of life is about like I mean it's about to be a literal season change, but this this for sure is a life season change happening to me this week. Yes, you're you're about mm-hmm. to embark on a whole new a whole new like whole new arena world. of of parenthood. Yes. Which is which is very exciting. Would you like to share would you like to share what that happens to be? I will, yes. Or should we or should we just leave it at that and change That's topics it. entirely? So, transition. No. Jay, Jay, Jay's <laughs> about to go through a huge change. Anyway, Things we are don't need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so uh the w- Wednesday of this week, uh yeah. you will you will embark on I believe what will be a let's see here, how many years of your life will it be? Probably another fifteen years? Oh, yeah. 13, 15 years. I think that sounds about right. I mean, just through um, regular school and whatnot. But what's happening is that Luke, my oldest son, is starting kindergarten. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I mean, it feels like he was just born. And it's just like one of those things. Like sometimes I think about like just the the act of having kids and i'm like i don't know i it's like i just cannot remember what it was like before i had them it's, you know it's like what what was i doing with all of my time or what what did i care about i don't i don't know it's like this is they have just become like such a part of my life that if i were, i feel like if i went in a time machine and just like went back to a previous part of my life i'd be like you're so lonely you don't even know oh you know <laughs> yeah i know it's so true it's yeah. so true and i i think that there's a a real um like it's interesting how when when your time becomes the scarce resource of your life and all of a sudden like because because you know I was doing I, I, and we'll we'll get back to this like later on in the episode I'm sure but like I tinkered with the boat a fair bit over the weekend but like the associated opportunity cost of being able to apply um, this, this time and like what it meant in the way that I was using, um, like Addie's naps and stuff like that to like steal these moments where I could go and like, like successfully tinker. Yeah. It it is like dawning on me in such a massive way. I was telling Alice this last night while we were just like sitting on the couch at the end of the day. But like, I was like, I don't know. Like, like when you imagine that, like that, like that, very stereotypical kind of like perfect American life, so to speak of like the, the, the grass yard and the well tended to home decorations that are perfectly associated with every season. And, Uh you know, like your car being washed or clean and being up on the latest everything. And you know, like whatever, I mean, just like whatever the case may be, like whatever you imagine to be like the, 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 the version of like, this is what life looks like when it's just like, clicking right um you know it was like but my my use of time uh to tinker with the boat over the weekend you know it was like not only was it my entire use of recreation time it borrowed a little bit of time away from addy it meant um alice needed to like you know make necessary accommodations to be watching addy while i wasn't watching addy you know what i mean like like there's like there's like all these little moments but at the same rate like it was it made those moments of tinkering like So, so also like joyous as well, because it was like, I don't normally, like, I don't normally take this kind of like, you know, time to to just go and like focus on, on something 
something elsewhere, something external. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was like, okay, you know, like this is, this is really cool. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the, the sacred like hour and 40 minutes that I have while Addy takes a nap to, yeah. to attempt to do this. In the meantime, it means I didn't mow the lawn. Right. You sure. know, like, so like, my, my, my grass is overgrown, but like, <laughs> but like I got to do something. So anyway, um, but you are correct. Yes. Like what, what time was like prior, prior to this was, well, was it's like, even, even you talking about that, it's like, I remember back, back once upon a time where like, yeah, before we had kids where you even if I just had to like mow the lawn on a Saturday, like that felt like, boy, I felt pretty guilty about this because this is a lot of time that I'm not going to be able to spend like with Beth or like with my wife or something like, you know, I, I Beth, like Beth or your wife. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> there's different people i don't ever talk about beth i'm married to someone else (laughs) yeah they suck no No. Um, that's the front man beth Beth is great yeah Yeah. no uh i remember feeling like guilty about having to do that like i was spending time away from uh from beth to go mow the lawn which is something i had to do sure yeah right right yes yes. you know and i'm like i can't even imagine like you know i i don't you know we have someone else come like mow the lawn uh, these days, but I'm like, I, I can't imagine feeling guilty about th- that, um, that, like that kind of, I have to go do something by myself time without the kids being there. Oh yeah. Right. You right, know, yep. like, why was that like, Oh man, you know, like, and I don't, to be fair, I don't think Beth actually cared. This is just me self-imposing, um, you know, low self-esteem. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 No, I understand. Completely. Don't feel yep. good about anything. Right. Right. That's, uh, um, anyway, but yeah, so Luke is starting kindergarten, uh, this week and it's just like, it is such a, a weird experience. It's like this. I mean, it's extremely like bittersweet because on the one hand, it's like you're so proud he's going and it's going to be, you know, hopefully he's going to have fun. He's going to start learning things and he's going to start like having his, but he's going to start having like his own little life every day, you know, where he's like very independent for long sections of the day and he's going to have lots of little friends going and, um, you know, like you're that, that time where all day, every day, could be spent at home like with you is just like that part is like definitely like over you know like now now that time will be weekends and summer whereas it used to just be every day and it's like i mean he went to preschool and stuff but like that that is his official journey and it's like also kind of knowing that like it's going to continue to be your journey until like you're 18 at least at which point it might you know you could choose to continue it on uh past that and it's like that you know, it's like you're, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's such a, he's thinking like such a first step. But then I also think about like my first day of kindergarten. Like I still remember it saying, you know, yeah, it's absolutely. like, it's like a big moment. And I think like, it's like, it's a little bit nerve wracking because like, I think to myself, how did my first day go? Like I didn't know any of the other kids in my class going in. And I remember going in and being like, ah, there was a bunch of kids already there and stuff. And I didn't really know what to do. But I went to the shelf, I got these little blocks out and I just sort of poured them out and started playing with them. And within like the first 15 minutes of being there, um, two other boys had come over to me and, uh, their names were Zach and Austin. And they, though, because of that, because of that, that 15 minutes, those two people were my best friends for the next 13 years, you know, like, like, you know, and I'm like, like, it occurs to me that like when I drop him off to school, 
on Wednesday, like the next 15 minutes could be like the most important 15 minutes that have happened to him. Yeah. You know, like from not, not and I, like literally from like you leaving the car, like 15 minutes from now, your life could be changed forever. You yeah. know, it's like, it's crazy to think about that. And it's like, I don't, Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know like how to wrap that up in my mind or deal with it. And I think he's, you know, nervous about going and so, I don't know. So that's no, sort of what's been flying through my head. No, very understandably too, because I mean, yeah, like you're, you're right. Like you, like when you think about like, like growing up, you know, and, and like our, our experiences and our memories from childhood or, or even like before we like left high or up until graduating high school or whatever, so much of our memories and, and all these moments happened with the people that we would have met during these school years and the people who go on to become like your best friends, the people you go and do sleepovers with or go to camp with or, you know, like embark in other activities and stuff like that. So like they they end up like being so, so important in so many different ways, but like also so much of your uh, relationship with the rest of your family like happens in your post-school life. Like, like I have, so I have a small handful of memories pre kindergarten. Like I, like I remember like riding a bike for the first time or, or like I remember like my first day of preschool or like, um, like there was a period of time where you would have been going to elementary school and I wasn't. And like, I remember mm-hmm. like, a, like a day in the car asking mom, like, when do I get to go to school? So like, you know, I have like a small handful of memories, yeah. but like their 100% of their life up until this moment has been spent during those years. And almost all of their memories of what childhood and growing up is like is about to start. Right. You know, it's like, it's like realistically everything you've experienced so far is all part of this like sort of like incubation zone that is like preparing them to then go and do the rest of everything else. Yeah. And that's a, that's even that's like really, really, really wild. But the cool thing is, is that, I mean like, you know, we're watching the, uh, you did post the Disney vlog. I did post it. I will apologize. I think I said in my in in the pop last week that I was going to post it on Saturday. I didn't, uh, because well, I, I mean, I forgot, but basically I forgot because last week on Wednesday I got home and it's like I got hit by a fever as if it was like a, an oncoming bus. Right. Like I was fine one minute and then like literally shivering so hard my teeth were chattering like one minute later and I was like, what is happening? And that was like a whole day and a half fiasco. And when I came back, I completely forgot I was going to post it. So sorry I didn't post it on Saturday, but it is live now if you want to go check it out. But go yes. ahead. No, it well, I was going to say, though, so it was like speaking to those memories, it was really interesting to me because I was thinking about this exact thing that's happening in, in your life right now. And watching that vlog, you at the very end of it, you have this like like this piece of commentary about like everybody going back to the hotel or whatever. And like you and Luke being like, all right, me and you, Tom, what do you want to do? And like you yeah. guys go and like meet Ariel and like have a couple like little like like memories and moments together and everything. Mm-hmm. And in the video, you're talking about like, like, I wonder if this will be like a like a thing he can come back to. Like, like there was that there was that time as a kid and i even bet he can't remember how or why it would have like just been you two yeah you know versus like, like, it's like yeah is like, he gonna remember back and be like i don't know why it was just me and dad <laughs> right yeah it's like it's like there's no way we like we were the only ones who traveled to disney but it's like i i could see those memories standing out and, like speaking to the memories that happened like pre-kindergarten it's like it's so cool that like literally just today it was it was sort of like witnessing like a like a piece of what could be like one of those moments yeah uh heading into into the rest of of like you know this this next stage of his life and your life um as a parent the other thing i've got to say that that is like so tremendously daunting to me uh like sort of vicariously like living because i mean Addie is still 
pretty far away from from this right, being like yeah. a stage of her life. Like we're we're still years out, or so it would seem, or so it would seem. Yeah, yeah. Sure, blink of an eye, it's I know, be like, boom, just like that. And now she's going to school. Oh yeah. my gosh, oh, no. Um, but I, the thing I have so much anxiety about that I think I have had anxiety about since I was in high school myself. Um, one of the big big projects that I always needed like, you know, like, like parents to come in on or, or, or to like aid with was specifically science fair. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it was like, like science fair. I felt like was a wrecking ball that struck the whole family when it mm-hmm. came, when it came time to do it because like each year that we went after it, it was this like big endeavor that like required like a lot of like assembling of like parts and ideas and a show board and construction paper and like a paper slicer cutter thing. And like, you know, there there was like all these like different, like, you know, bits and bobs and whatever. And I'm like, gosh, like for mom and dad. And and this is what I'm thinking about myself, like talking about trying to carve time to work on my boat. I'm like, I'm like, what, massive like like i i know that mom and dad like it was not their favorite thing like when science fair came around because they knew that it was going to like somehow impact them as well by way of like you know helping me complete the project yeah um but it's um i'm like i'm like i can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to find like you know 20 hours to aid like this other project outside of my my standard everyday going to work realm of responsibilities like like i don't know what it would be like to imagine like today and i'm I'm sure you know you so gradually like reach this point that you're probably more prepared for it when it comes to pass but like i don't know what i would do if today when i was leaving work it was like well addy's got science fair due on friday so we're working on you know we're working on showboard stuff and we're gonna be you know like i'm sure those days are coming i know yeah Yeah. like and and that's the other thing too so like mom and dad i feel like had it so well split and I, i have no idea if this was a conversation they had or something they planned or if it just like how it worked out but i always felt like dad was strong in the subjects of history and english so like if you were writing like a paper for english he could like proofread it and like go through and like mark it up and, yeah you know like all, all like those bits and stuff um and then mom i always felt like you know being like a cpa she was like math and science so i don't know if like they decided at some point in time that they were going to sort of like divide and conquer the subjects uh-huh. and be like okay this will be yours these will be mine like if they have a question about an english assignment like dad handles that one if they have a question about you know a math question algebra yeah. then mom will handle that one or right whatever. but um but i even remember that and I'm, I'm sure you can attest to it as well like mom coming up to help me like with math homework and, and staring at like an algebra equation or something like that and like just not understanding why x equals two because x is a, is a letter and two is a number and i don't understand what do you mean like like yeah like i remember the moments where my brain hadn't grasped how math worked yet right in the frustration that would like pour out of me because i'm like how do you know x equals two right like like, well that's what we're trying to figure out i know yeah so (laughs) yeah like the the idea that at some point in time um you know like kids will need help with homework and i will need to attempt to relearn how to do said homework is like i'm like I, the, the thing I always tell myself is that like the moment they get their textbooks, like when they go to bed at night, I'm going to like sit down at the dining room table and like do the homework. Yeah. You know, for like the first nine weeks of school and like go through the whole book and be like, okay, okay. 
I know. You're just going to bring in the whole textbook. I'm just gonna, yeah, like I'm just going to like relearn all of this stuff. And it goes, do you remember the show when we were growing up? It was called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Uh, yes. Okay. So at the time, I feel like that show might have come out like around the time that I myself was like a fifth grader or maybe like okay. in middle school or something yeah. like that. Not far out of it. But like, I remember thinking, how on earth is this a concept for a show? Like, like, like why, why would the fifth grader ever be smarter than like a grown adult? And I'm like, because they're in the heart of learning all yeah, these things. Because the like, things that are required to know are things that grown adults are not actually required to know. They're just sort of expected to have a general familiarity with. Like, you don't need to know all the dates of the Revolutionary War. You just basically need to know that America beat the British at some point and won their independence. Yes, you know, exactly. Right? Like, right. that's what, that's, you'll get by with that. Yeah. You like, don't need to know the exact dates and all of the people who signed and who, you know, like... Who did yeah. what, when, and where? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but but the thing is, at some point in time, I feel like they're going to come home from school, and I'm going to be like, they are smarter than I am, or or not smarter is probably even like the wrong word, and I feel like that gets tossed around a lot. They are more acquainted with this be like these pieces of information than I am. Yeah. but they're going to look to me as if. I will know more than them. And I'm yeah. like, at this point in time, I don't think I will know more than you. Right. Well, it's like, are you smarter than a fifth grader is makes is a way is a very catchy like title. And it's a very fun show to watch because it's kids versus adults. But like a better title is, are you better at fifth grade curriculum than a fifth grader? <laughs> Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's like, like um, probably, are, are you better at the fifth grade SOLs? <laughs> you know, right? You yeah, know? The, yeah. Which, which, which in sorry, the state of Virginia, in, yeah. yeah, is the like the big state level uh, test you have to take every year. Which I think Virginia might be the only state that uses the SOLs. But yeah, the standards of learning, standards of learning. Yeah, people, people are like SOL means something else to me. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's how it felt taking them. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Again. Here we go. And you know what? What was so dumb about the SOLs in Virginia is that it would take you'd have like a week uh, every semester where you'd have to just like everyone's taking SOLs this week. And then the SOLs would not count as your exams in that class as well. Not at all. No. So the state would provide the school with exams themselves for your uh, for how the school was doing at teaching its students those subjects, but how you performed on that test only mattered as to how the school itself was performing. How it didn't affect your grade in that class at all. You had to come back the next week and take the actual exams to get grades on. That was just miserable. It was miserable because yeah, yeah it usually meant that like as the school year progressed, I think you took the SOLs in like April, yeah, and then you'd have examinations like the last week of May, and it's just like what is this? Yeah. What is this? Like, oh, it's like, man. you know, yeah. And, and it even seemed like the other problem with, with these particular standardized tests for the school system, at least where we went to school is that like, it seemed like the teachers themselves didn't really like it, unanimously, like we're all just as frustrated with the SOLs as anybody else. So yes. they, were like, they were like, we're required to teach you this because it's going to be on the SOLs. I don't want to teach you this. Yeah. And it was like, okay, okay. All right. I'm just here as a student. Right. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I'm getting between. Yeah. Between, like, nope, yeah. I'm not the middleman here. Right. Right. But, okay. Let me ask you, speaking of standardized tests. Okay. So I'm sure you're familiar with the SATs. I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. ever take the ACTs? I took the ACTs, but I remember that this was like one of those things that at least when I was applying to colleges and the kinds of colleges I was attempting to go to, none of them, I think explicitly 
required an ACT score. Mm -hmm. And I think at this stage in, in my learning, it was like, I think mom signed me up for them. It was a Saturday morning, you know, like where you would like, you would get up at like six yeah, and you'd be at the school by like seven 30. Mm -hmm. And there was like a, like a very strict regime. You had to have a specific, a specific kind of pencil and you yeah. had to have batteries in your calculator. calculator and and like, did, did you yeah. bring like a bag of snacks because your blood sugar is going to drop? Like there was like a whole, like a whole like methodology to like how you go about taking these things to like, make sure you do well. And I, I, I can specifically remember the ACTs because I, I think I'd been going through like, like, um, a breakup, oh, the, boy. like the Friday night prior. And so I was up until I'm pretty sure like two 30 in the morning on AOL instant messenger, uh. you know, like going back and forth, like with like whatever was happening. And I think that I did not like mom probably told me that I was like, Hey, don't forget ACTs this weekend. You know, it was like, it was like, I was going through a breakup and just not thinking about it. And so I remember mom waking me up like two and a half hours later and I, or three and a half hours later. And I was like, <laughs> that's like one of those things where my math was just bad as I yeah. was telling this story. And it's like the ACTs assess some yeah. measure of that. It's like, well, well, I bet, I bet, I bet you're about to say this is why you didn't do well. seems like that's why you didn't do well because you don't know math. Um, no, but that's, that wasn't it. But so I, I remember like waking up and she was like, Hey, ACTs. And I was like, this is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And I legitimately fell asleep while taking the ACTs. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, there's, I think that I, I can't remember if this is just SATs or ACTs as well. And there's like some weird things where you like, don't lose points for questions you don't answer or something like okay, that. Like, yeah. do you remember that being like, Oh a, man, a, I do remember there were like, Oh, I don't remember how it applied to any particular test, but I do remember there being like strategies about like, if you don't know, but don't answer it. Cause it'll count against you if you get it wrong. Yeah. And I was always like, well, why, like, how does this, like, I don't understand what that is like i feel like that was like a strategy that somebody told me it was like like we've talked before in chess about like en passant yeah as if it's like this is something that you're regularly going to be engaging with and it's like it's a pretty specialty specific maneuver that's not going to come up all that often but yeah like you know it's worth it's worth telling you about this one kind of like off the like this one move you could make right like it does exist in the rules so you need to know about it in case it comes up but it right. probably won't but it probably but in my mind it was almost like every single game it was almost like hinging on whether or not you could success pull off and on passant exactly and i feel like that is exactly how i was like every single question on the sats is like i would go through the question and it would sort of be like i should probably not you know what i should probably just leave this one blank because i feel like i feel like that's 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 strategically like doing this and it's like i don't think i understand i understood the strategy at all anyway <laughs> so i i sort of had like a middling score on the acts um i don't even remember what it was um but either way i took them i think i did like it, the only a score that was like is like maybe don't even report that on your college applications because it doesn't seem like it's going to help yeah like and, and maybe that is what it really came down to is it was like it was like if you're if you have like a medium sat but like a high act it might be worth like submitting both but like they don't require the act submission so it's like you may as well take it in case you do well and if you don't do well like you don't have to tell them right and so i think that was the position i was in it was right. like like when, when when all was said and done it was like maybe just don't report it <laughs> right yeah i, I want to say that was my i feel like yeah i don't even know if that, that was like if they're allowed to just like pull this information whether or not you report it i feel like it hurt me but i remember yeah it was uh, when i when i took the acts <clears throat> it was um it was the 
Friday night beforehand, and that's when mom told me, hey, I signed you up for the ACTs. And I remember in that moment, one, learning that I was taking them, and two, learning that they were a kind of test that existed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Mom is 100% going to call both of us after listening to this episode of The Pop and be like, you guys knew. I talked to you about it. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was like, I'm sorry, the what? Well, I remember it like thinking like I had like you hear about the SATs nonstop growing yes, up and yeah. it's like I had never heard of the ACTs at like at all did not know they were a thing if you'd have been like are you taking the ACTs this weekend I would have been like what acting class you know right you right, know right, like yeah. never just weren't had had not heard of it at all until less than eight hours before I was taking it right it was like such a gap in knowledge that like as I'm showing up I'm like looking around and I'm like see other people I know there and I'm like you get like this like this is it you get I kept waiting for someone to be like, no, just kidding. This isn't even real. Like, you know, like, <laughs> what a joke. Like, certainly there's no way this exists in a way that is so serious that I've never heard of it before. Right. And I remember just being like, I like it. What, what, it, not only had I never heard of it, but now I was required to take it and it was going to take up basically all of your Saturday. <laughs> like, yes. Like what? what and it's not it's not like it's a, just a different version of SATs it's like different subjects altogether which I hadn't taken in like years you know it's like I I know I did just god awful on them and that was my experience with the ACTs so anyway, nice nice yeah. nice 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 so sorry mom um, <laughs> <laughs> like I know, Ugh. I know. It's it's so funny though, too, because it's like there's there's all these things that I felt like they also they they emphasized a lot as we were going through school, and I can't say that they're not important. I just I just don't really know. But like, th there's there's sort of like your your standard metrics for your college applications, which I felt like were your um like your GPA and your. SAT score and then like you know other things that could ultimately be factors were like if you were all state at a sport and there was a reason that like they might be recruiting you for like scholarship purposes it's like that could be like another entryway that could be making like a big difference but like I felt like they made a big deal about like your extracurriculars and like what clubs were you a part of and like how like how did you interact with those things and like you know did you do sports like from start to finish and, and like you know like it seemed like there were all these like intangibles and it almost seemed more like those were those were like the tiniest grams that might tip the scales in your favor when all was said and done. But it right. was like it was like your your GPA and SAT score, and if like the school required like an essay or something like that, it's like those were probably taking you ninety seven percent of the way there. Oh yeah. Then if you were like captain of the you know swim team or something like that, it was sort of like okay, we'll 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 give you like a half point for that. You right, know, like, yeah. like this was someone with some like leadership. Abilities, I know. Maybe. I feel like what they need to tell you is that like the important thing, first of all, is to have a 4.0 GPA, right? Then, then you're just going to be competing with the, everyone else to begin with. And all those other things will matter. But those things don't really matter if your grade point average is in at least X. Well, okay. So <laughs> here was another one that drove me nuts about this entire process was like, you're going through school. And the other thing that ends up like, like you're trying to, to weigh out whether or not it's important. So one thing is that our school district has seven point grading scale. So a 93 was a B. Um, oh yeah. Where, whereas like a lot of school districts, like you would like 90 through 100 is an A and then 80 through 89 you know, was a B yeah, and, 10 point and grading scale, 10 point grading scale and so forth. So there's that. And then the other one is sort of like, you know, you're, you're going through and you're doing your, your course 
selections as you're going through high school. And again, like if anybody who is listening right now is like an admissions official or something like, let me know. Cause I'd just be curious at this point. I would love to be a fly on the wall to see what they look like, what they look at and how important it is. Because I feel like all throughout school, I took advanced classes, but then it was like one of those things where it was like, well, if I were to have like backed up a few steps, it's like, if instead of taking like this advanced class where I got a B, if I had just taken like the, like the, um, they call it college prep or college yeah. bound. If I'd taken the college bound version of this class and aced it, then would that a be worth more than my B in the advanced class? Because the other thing too, about the advanced class is that like it was advanced, but it wasn't AP and like AP was like where you were like gaining college credits as a high school student. Right. So it's like you could see where an AP course might be beneficial. But these were not these were not AP. This was just advanced. And it was just like which even now is like one of those things where it's like it feels like they shouldn't even be able to call it advanced anymore. That feels like right. hierarchy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Yes. Anyway, something like that. But so that was oftentimes where I was like did, I can't even tell like my throughout my high school career it's like was I just like like did I, you just make it harder for yourself for no reason? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, so I spoke about science fair earlier. It's like the, the way that our school system worked was that if you did, um, like, like again, air quotes, I'm, and I'm putting big air quotes. Like I'm not trying to use the term advanced. It's just, that is what they were called at the time. So, but like if you took advanced science or whatever, then you had to do science fair. But like, that was like one of the big differences between not taking advanced science was that you didn't end up doing science fair. Right. Like that was not like a requirement as part of like the, the otherwise, you know, major curriculum. And my relationship with science fair, I always felt like was ridiculous because I would always do extremely well on the like application. Like I really liked doing the tests and mm-hmm. like putting together the, the presentation and I could go and like, you know, like deliver it to the class and explain what happened. And like, I won like ribbons and stuff at like the science fair, like with, the judges and all that, but like my research paper, I was miserable at. So I remember in seventh grade, I was submitting, I, I made the mailbox 2000. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, it was a mailbox that had a drawer. So like when you opened the mailbox, like a drawer sort of like slid out so that like, if you were getting your mail while still in your car, you had the ability to like gain an extra like six inches of, right. of reach. You didn't have to reach as far. Right. Which is otherwise I think illegal. Cause I think you're not supposed to tamper with your mailbox in right. any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, so not something that you like could actually like apply in real life, but either but, way, but you built it and it worked, but I built it and it worked and it was like a real like functioning, like in like, you know, invention, I guess, if you will, um, which was pretty neat. And I came in second place overall, like for the whole science fair, which was yeah. really cool. But on my research paper on simple, machines i got a 42 a 42 a 42 and i remember like my my teacher handed me back my paper and she was just like we need to talk and i was like you know it was like one of these things where, where especially at the time it was like i didn't understand what i was supposed to say like when I had written other research papers, it was sort of like, like in sixth grade, for example, my science fair project was I built bridges out of popsicle sticks and glue, and I used structural supports that were triangles uh, versus squares. Right. And I think from an engineering perspective, typically triangles end up being the stronger of the two right. like things. So like that's like a regarded thing. And I was going to basically be putting that to the test to see whether or not it actually applied in my practical application. So like I could go through and write a research paper on the basis of why triangles were supposed to be stronger than squares. But when it came to my seventh grade research paper on simple machines, it's like there are just definitions of simple machines. And I couldn't couldn't plagiarize the 
definition of a simple machine. So I was attempting to put the definition of a simple machine into my own words without using like I descriptors to be like, I interacted with an inclined plane today. <laughs> you know, oh, and like, this, this is like, yeah, that's, that's very confusing, especially because like the definition of a simple machine, like that wouldn't even be like plagiarizing. That's just like general knowledge. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, it's a, like, this is, yeah, no one owns that information. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's, you know, it just ended up being one of these things where I was, I was so confused and she sat down with me and I know that my teacher probably explained it to me in a way that made sense, but I went through the whole process and she was like, I'm like, you did so poorly on this. I can tell you tried. We're going to like, I normally don't allow this. We're going to let you take a second swing at it. Wow. And so she let me go through and take a second swing at it. I'm pretty sure on my second swing, I got a 71, man. So it was just like, I was like, yeah, there's like such bummer things. Like I remember like, you know, sometimes I remember like my junior year, my, our English teacher had this, what was like this, where you could like, if you were like writing a paper about something, you know, whether or not you like made all of your points appropriately and got your messaging across, you could still end up with like an 81 because like you didn't, you had like, you did, you had like misplaced commas and stuff. Right. Like grammatical errors. Yeah. Like grammatical errors. And it was like, I can see you having like a cap of like five points for bad grammatical errors. Like that's not, not part of it, but clearly I did the rest of the assignment and research and I'm sorry that on my five page paper there was like some bad punctuation but like that shouldn't mean that I get like a C on this paper which yeah again you know on this grading scale an 81 is a C yeah kind of a low C yeah exactly so it's like it's like oh my gosh come on um, yeah. And I, I remember I had that exact same teacher and she yes. was, she was extremely persnickety and she would do this exact same thing. Like, you know, she'd be giving you like a written evaluation on like your, like, can you remember details from like a, like a, like a book we read or whatever it's like. And if you had grammatical errors in your written responses, then she took points off for like not having proper grammar there. And it's like, <sighs> You're but really missing the point. The, the, and the point is, and I would say the point now is that like what we do for a living with Super Carlin Brothers is typically write research papers every single week. Yeah. Like that is the product that we are presenting to you. Like we yeah. have a hypothesis. We're providing supporting materials oh. and then like ending with a conclusion. Yeah. Citing passages from the book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so like, this is like one of those things where it's like, it's like, I think that what you need to appreciate is the critical thinking involved. Exactly. And like, and like, like did, <laughs> did the student understand what Shakespeare was trying to say? Did they then think about what they were trying to say and then provide meaningful insight on their interpretation? interpretation through the eyes of a 14 year old on you know what is otherwise one of the most studied stories of all time in history it's like it's like are you expecting something profound from me i know i know and, and by the way all I'm, just a, it's, it's all just packaging around can you write a sentence with a comma in the right spot <laughs> yes 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 and i i'm sure on the flip side so to look at it from their perspective the other question as well is the following which is like Many of my ninth grade, ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade English teachers had all had ten years of twenty-five plus. Like they had been teaching in the system for that long, like very long stretches at the same school. Had seen you know thousands of students and taught this this curriculum. And so the the question in my mind is is like you know if if they were to walk in and and like hear this like our side of the argument, they might be like, guys, I was grading lots of papers. 
the other kids weren't having these issues. Oh, sure. And like, you know, like that's, that is an entirely possible counter argument to, to this particular thing. Like, like maybe, maybe there was just like slippages in the system and it was sort of like, it's like, Oh, yeah, maybe I was just not that good at grammar, you know, or something yeah. like that. But, but it's like, because you're not good at grammar shouldn't mean that you, it is not representative of your like understanding of the material. You right, know? right, right. It's yes. like, that's just, it's like, I, it's so stuff like that's so annoying. And it, what's it, you know what, you know what, now I've got a program called Grammarly that is <laughs> not amazing, sponsored. not sponsored, but let me tell you, you should just get it or you should have some sort of word, uh, spelling, not not I, everything has spell check built in. That's the other thing is that we had spell check, so I always felt like yeah, spell check. Like I'm not gonna have any grammatical errors because there's spell check, so everything will be spelled correctly. Right, we're good. Um, that'll fi- that'll catch everything. Well, let me tell you what will catch everything is Grammarly, and it will yeah. It I love that software. It is really it's cool. So good. I I feel like it <clears throat> smoothed out our scripts like from so you have it on your computer and I don't on mine, but yeah. we we're working on the same like document, and so a lot. Of times i'm like these are starting to look better yeah. like, like 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 just like from like a, a physical standpoint because yeah i would say we're we are a little um shoot from the hip like our scripts themselves are not necessarily like a work of art no like they're they're pretty like they they are like rough in nature because we will ultimately say the words out loud and we yeah. typically like we, we write with a lot of voice <laughs> we do yeah so we we write in a way that we know will make sense when we say it aloud but we've like we have worked with people in the past where I've seen their scripts and like when you see their scripts they're like they are like neat and aligned and oriented and like markered and you know and I'm like yeah I'm like, parts will be like this part sectioned off in an orange block because over here and then it'll be like off to the side like I'm gonna run this specific B roll right here. Here, so make sure you mention this. This part will be VO narrated. And it's just like, we're writing it today and shooting it tomorrow. So I can hold all the information in my head between yes. now and then. And that's as long as I need this to work. I, I don't need all <laughs> the, like, yeah, like we don't need performance cues because it's like, we can just literally remember long enough from the time we write it to the time we shoot it because yeah. nothing else happens between those two moments. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this <laughs> is pretty funny. I but, do. Uh, okay. So on, on all those that like, I remember, um, like, so yeah, there was, we had there, of my four English teachers in high school, two of them, I would have said were bigger, like, um, grammar people. And two of them were more like, yeah, if you've got like the right idea and you understand the material, that's more important. And so like, I remember my, yeah, my senior, uh, English teacher, like she would get back and she'd be like, you have such a wonderful voice in here. Like you're clearly going far with writing. Is it like all that stuff? And it's just like, if you were to look at all my papers from the year before my junior year, it would have been like, you'd have thought I was the worst writer in the world. Oh, you know? I, I think their classrooms, I know exactly the two yeah. teachers are talking yeah. about. <laughs> I think they were next to each other and yeah. it would not surprise me if while they were like waiting for students to file into their classroom in between classes, if they weren't like standing arms crossed, looking at each other and like, like, <laughs> like kind of like, like, you know, grinding their teeth like, at one yeah. another, they could not have been on more opposite ends of the spectrum. However, I think that your senior, I know exactly who your senior yeah. English teacher was like, you should write her a letter. I really should. Because I know, like, I feel like there was even from just being at home with you during your senior year English, like, I feel like there was a part of you, the only glimmer of the, what would it go on to be your like John Curlin slash YouTube slash like eventual career persona? Yeah, was I the first time I ever truly saw it was in your t- your senior 
English class. Oh, interesting. Like, I do. Yeah, I do think that was a really important class for me in that regard. It's also the class that I had with uh, Beth when we. That was like the only class we had together. Like when we started like dating. Oh, that's so cool. That was that was also kind of cool. Um, I would say the very first time I ever like. I, maybe maybe that like surfaced for me out loud it was actually in tenth grade English, and I remember I had to give like it was like a summer reading thing, and I got into class, and uh, the the teacher, Mr. Sauls, told us like Soulsy. the uh, Sauls was a great great teacher. He's so good, <laughs> so good. He had the driest humor the of anybody driest you've ever met. It was also in like a like a band. It was, he was in like a band. I don't think he played banjo. He played it. banjo. He played banjo in the band. I remember. I think our class. He his humor was so dry that he brought that up. Up several times before people in the class realized that he was telling the truth about playing the banjo in a band. Yeah. And then as soon as everyone realized it, it was like, that's the most perfect thing ever. But we came back and for summer reading, he'd like told us like the ways in which you could um, do your uh, turn in your report for summer reading. And one of it was just like, give a book review in front of the class. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I had to give a book review for Gulliver's, Tra- Gulliver's Travels in front of the class. And I remember not really having a whole lot to say about it other than like, I really didn't like it. Okay. I thought it was the, I mean, because I mean, well, I didn't like it because I had to read it in the summer and I wanted to go outside and play soccer. And <laughs> mom kept being like, you had to read like 10 more pages. And it was like, it was. I mean, I. I should. I feel like I need to give it another chance because it's like a. It's like, I, like they made those Jack Black movies about it, and it was like so lighthearted and like you know funny. And I was like, what, what? This is not how I remember Gulliver's Travels. I remember being the worst. I know. Um, yeah. It's. It, this is the thing too. Yeah. It's like when, yeah. whenever you're reading books that are assigned to you, like this is this is the other part of the problem too. Is that like I feel like they're they're trying to to use. Uh, and maybe this, maybe I haven't read Gulliver's Travel, so I don't know the, the with this particular example. But it feels like they they try to use so so like like deep literature stories versus just like like stories that could be topical or otherwise like designated as entertaining. Yeah. But like sometimes I'm like, are you trying to discourage people from reading <laughs> books? No. Because like, like you're not making you it very doing? fun. It's just like yeah. Anyway, in Gulliver's Travels, Gulliver goes to one land where he is a tiny person amongst giants and then the next land he goes to he is a giant amongst tiny people and then he goes and lives with horses where horses are the more intelligent breed and he learns how to speak horse whatever anyway those are the three things that happens and i remember getting up and being like i i felt like i was expected to have like positive things to say about it or like say just sort of what happened and i was like i didn't like it and i was just i like took i remember just like feeling like well take a risk it would be like i thought this book was dumb and i didn't like it and like i remember just going through all the things in it and like the entire class was just like laughing the whole time like everything i was saying was like like either either they had the same experience or was like thank you for saying it or something but like that was not me i was not someone who got up in front of the class and just like made every and laugh and I remember sitting down like that was awesome <laughs> I was like man I was like whew that was really cool the best damn life just now I didn't think I was going to go like that okay right <laughs> yeah. right yeah no that's amazing that's amazing so um, that, was, um, that was Gulliver's Travels in 10th grade right okay yeah. so uh, expect a, uh, a a revamped book review from a scathing review <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down it's going it, down Gulliver it would be very interesting to to reread them as as you are now older the, the so mine that I always talk about is The Giver uh-huh. which I read in 7th grade mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we, I think the two books I remember reading was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and The Giver, mm-hmm. both in seventh grade. And I still, I feel like to this day, I can completely understand if people are like, oh, they're, they're a bit of Jekyll and Hyde, you know, meaning like they can be like super like upbeat and, you know, like whatever, or they can be like super like dark and intense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so like, it's like you, you understand the reference. And that's about the only thing from that story that I remember at all. And then The Giver, I remember reading and just sort of being like, huh, this is kind of like a unique like world and stuff like that. But for the most part, none of it meant anything to me. And I actually didn't even like my seventh grade English teacher, but like for whatever reason, that book is like, I feel like it is like, like waves have crashed over me as the older I've gotten where I'm like, wow, that was a very interesting read. Like it had a lot to say. So and I know I've brought this up before, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that was, it, it, yeah, it's, it is, it's very interesting. Cause I think I didn't understand it at the time, but I retained enough of the information so that as time went on, I slowly retroactively actually understood what I was reading okay. and like what, what the book was trying to say. And I found that to be incredibly interesting. Yeah. I bet if I reread some of the books from I had to read in high school, they would go completely over my head even today. I could, I could completely see that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that they're I'm trying to think of what else, what else I had to read. Honestly, the other one that we had to read in 10th grade with Saul's was, uh, the Lord of the flies, which oh, is one great that I'm like, one. yeah, it was pretty intense. I remember a lot intense. about that one. Yeah. That one definitely stands out because yeah. it's pretty shocking Yeah, for like a, for like a book that you read in school. It's like, okay, okay. Uh, the most dangerous game I read in ninth grade, which is I think it's a short this story. It's a short story. Rainsford there. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that one. That yep. was good. Yeah. <laughs> These were engaging stories. They had lots of like, you know, I feel like they were like short and engaging and like things happened and they were character well not i don't know the most dangerous game maybe it's just because it's so short maybe that's all it is yeah like easy enough to follow but you read a lot of short stories and like not all of them stand out and like like stand the test of time Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah that was a good one (sighs) all that that to say though that at some point in time our our kids are going to experience these things or even like you know talking about like mom being like hey you need to go read 10 more pages of your book before you go out and play soccer it's like it's like this is going to be something that like as summer reading is happening for luke however many years in the future which for some reason i suspect luke is not going to have this issue and i feel like he's going to like get home and be like i'm reading all my books right away so i don't have to worry about it for the rest of the summer yeah (laughs) (laughs) one can dream yeah right but like otherwise i feel like mom must have needed to like go into your room and like figure where you folded a page and like looked at it and like okay so he's got like 200 pages left and we're like four days away from school so he needs to be reading pretty much like 15 pages every yeah right yeah i gotta 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 move on yeah um who knows? Yeah. I, know. I remember, let's see, there was one, what one we read, there was a book called The Invisible Man that uh, I remember reading in senior year where I remember I had this problem where it wasn't even like an uninteresting book. Um, well, maybe it was, but I remember I had this problem every single night where I'd go home and read it and I would get like, like five minutes into reading it and I would fall asleep. Yeah. Like, like not because the book was like, and I, I was even trying to like talk to my teacher about this. I was like, like I look, it's not that I'm not reading it. It's that every time I try to read it, I fall asleep. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, like I'm, I'm dead serious. It's not because it's boring. I just literally keep falling asleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I have to come to school and I can't have read it because I fell asleep. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to like. This is my real problem right now. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, which is a, which is a rather, um, it, it's funny because it's like, it's such a, it's like a, such a candid thing. Like, it's so easy to see like a high school student being like, okay, yeah, like, like go in, you know, it's like go and, and start reading earlier in the night or something, but it's like, it's, it's like, like, it doesn't matter when I read it, 
I'm going. I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one. Also, it it occurs to me that we used to perform a a maneuver in cross country called the Invisible Man. Oh yeah. Was it inspired by this book? Well, I mean the the name was inspired by the book, not the maneuver itself. Interesting. The maneuver itself was just uh you know a well thought out and amazingly clever way to avoid running. <laughs> well, here before before we explain <laughs> the Invisible Man, how about a quick transition? Oh. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, if you know, you know. Well, despite these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like, where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed, 
action-packed RPG experience. Download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code Max Pool. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. All right, Ben, the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. So this was the honestly, this is like one of those things where like I think back about like our time running cross country, and uh, and half the time I'm curious as to whether or not we actually liked running or if we just liked being on the team. And a lot of times I come to the conclusion that maybe I just liked being on the team, and that running was more just like the the thing that I subjected myself to so that I could be on the team. Right. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, it was great being on the cross country team. You know what the real problem with that was running all the <laughs> now, time. All the yeah. time. Like, what is the D? So it was no. It was yeah. It was almost like if there was a way to not be running but still be on the cross country team, that's really best case scenario. Yeah. Um, well, the Invisible Man. It's you know what? As I think about it, I'm like, in order to even pull it off, you already had to be pretty good at running. It, it's very true. Yeah. Like the the entire idea was that um, we we had like a variety of routes that we could run from our high school where where there were just like predetermined like loops or out and backs where it would just be like okay, like if you run like twenty minutes in this direction then you can turn around and run 20 minutes in the opposite direction get back to the school and you did a 40 minute run right like that was that was like the way that we we like did a lot of stuff so um probably the easiest and therefore most common route for us to do we called parkway south yeah and parkway south was literally like you would like leave the school you would like go through the neighborhood that like leads you to the school and you'd be able to like run up this like little corner thing onto the blue ridge parkway which runs through virginia and basically run it, it was maybe a good run for us because it was like kind of uphill for several miles, like the moment you got onto the parkway. So usually that meant for like your 20 minutes out, you were running uphill and then for the 20 minutes back you could then like coast downhill back, right back to the school so i think that's probably why our coach had us do it so frequently plus just exposure to hills was generally a good thing with where we live in the world yeah um but the, our our brilliant scheme for the invisible man was basically if we started the run and it would be like the gma and we would like run out front of the entire group really hard really hard so like you know you would run like a mile and a half till you got to the parkway where you would then go up onto the parkway run over into the woods and you'd be so far ahead that you could go jump into the woods hide behind like a tree that had fallen over yeah wait for the entire team to like come up turn and go and they all the, the idea at the very least was that they assumed that you were just so far, far ahead, ahead that they couldn't see you anymore couldn't see you nor would they catch you right and then from there the entire thing was basically like waiting for everybody to then come back and you would then file back yeah and then you them. would file in behind them and uh that that was the kicker so like even if they were like god they must be like ha like they must have they must have gone the wrong way or they must have they, even if you thought like oh they must be like in the woods or something like the kicker was you'd come up behind them as if not only did you run further and harder out back but because now they've turned around and you come up behind them it's like oh yeah 
Now we've caught you on the way back too, because we're right. going that fast today. Yeah, we're we're just we're just, we're just killing it. <laughs> we're just killing it, man. And the thing was, it was easy to catch them on the way back because you hadn't run. Because you hadn't run, and they were they'd run the whole time, and you were like nice and fresh, so you could catch them no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like our coach mostly saw through it. Yeah, I, probably. I think, I think he, he pretty much. And I, we we say it as if this was like something we did like with extreme regularity. Like it really wasn't, but it was still it was still like sort of like we gave it a name and I yeah. feel like the name was so perfect because was, like yeah. because they were chasing the invisible man they were chasing the invisible man like where'd they go we got to catch up to him <laughs> and the crusty couldn't because we weren't there because we weren't there so we were never there. gonna catch us but we can always come up behind you yeah um but yeah no it was it was it was actually hilarious to me the number of different ways in which our coach would find us uh not doing what we were supposed to be doing there was also we have a, a road near near where we could go the other the other loop we could do was called crystal creek oh yes. and it's a uh, it's actually a very winding road that sort of like carves it connects like two different parts of it's like a, the yeah that's a bumpy road as my kids would call it oh, a bumpy road yeah. yeah okay um but yeah so uh, randomly on the side of crystal creek road is what is a just really small thick batch of bamboo sure is like like i mean maybe maybe like i don't even know 20 yards square like, yeah like worth it just some bamboo growing on the side of the road just some which i have to imagine someone at some point in time planted as a way to like give extra privacy to their home that has or, to or, be the case something like that and yeah. it's like it's a i mean if you can imagine this road it's sort of weird like i say it's like if you were driving on it it would look like the bamboo is you know right next to you but then if you were to like go if you wanted to walk amongst the bamboo you would immediately realize that there is like a 10 foot drop off a immediately from the side of the road to the ground where the bamboo is growing from. Right. And it's like grown like 50 feet into the air or something. So it's like, you know, it's thick. It's there. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, the <laughs> there's a sharp drop off between the road and the ground. So all that to say, you could be standing right next to the road in the midst of the bamboo and not be seen by people running on the road. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And and I feel like the real allure of it, because like when it really came down to it, you couldn't actually like successfully not do practice because it was so far into the run that like, you know, it's like if it's halfway through the run, then even if you were to backtrack, you yeah. still had to go the same amount of difference. And even if you go to finish, you still have to go the same amount of distance. Yeah. So it was sort of like, like it was not like a good example of like, of, of doing less work, but I think it was just so like bamboo in Roanoke is just not a thing. Yeah. Like it's not where you expect it to be. It's not elsewhere. Like this was clearly someone who planted it at some point in time because they thought it was either interesting or useful. And it's just there now. Um, and it was always kind of just like cool to be like in it. It was yeah. like, it's like, Oh, Ooh. this is like different scenery here yeah. of all places. But yeah, sometimes I've, I felt like our, our coach would know that we would be down there and then he would like kind of like come up behind us like in the bamboo and be like, get on the road. No, I don't remember that happening. Man, you jump clean out of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, when he was mad, oh man, oh, man you're going to have to do like 20 pushups. I know. I felt like, I, I felt like he always, like he, I think he had to endure this era of, of just like mischievousness. No, this has to be a constant. Is it, this has to be. Is it? Yeah. Like, I, 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 would no be, doubt. I felt like what he had to do was almost like wait for some upperclassmen to not teach the lower classmen the new trick. Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. No, I remember, I remember like, I don't know, I'm sure if you, there's a, 
there is i want to say it's in name of the wind where it's like folks like you don't like how often do you really look up or something like at the roofs like how he's like able to walk along the rooftops without people noticing him oh yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah. you're right you're like how often, how often yeah right. yeah how often people don't look up i felt like stuff like that became like really like intuitive and obvious when you were like down in like the bamboo it's just like you felt like oh my god like you know you're down there so it feels really obvious but it was like how often would you even you wouldn't like the people running up there don't assume anyone's hiding in the bamboo so you didn't even have to like hide you could just stand there and look up and it's like no one's gonna see you because because why would they why why, would they look down yeah yeah Yeah, that's true yeah true i remember like stuff like that uh like standing out and feeling like this is like a like 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 discoveries almost of like how people like act when you're not when they don't know you know know. it's it's a weird you're (laughs) right like i mean you're 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 practicing the reality of the ability to hide in plain sight yes yeah stuff like that i mean honestly it feels like the same it's like the it's it's like the gma stickers where it's like you you know where they came from and no one else does and that's sort of fun it's like just like i know i'm down here and i'm not supposed to be and it like feels really obvious but like really no one thinks you're gonna like you're on the cross country team. What incentive do you have to skip doing the practice? Uh, like like the very this is why you're here. You know? right, right. No right, one right. thinks you're trying to, you know, slack at practice. No one thinks you're going to be hiding in the bamboo. So no one even looks. Yeah. And yet, and yet, and yet there we were hiding in the bamboo, <laughs> ten feet away. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Truly glorious. Thing. Yeah. Truly glorious. What a what a what a, a very interesting like and and strange kind of like way to have been learning life skills i know like it's it, actually we were talking about this last night because we had like a big family dinner with with like our, our um younger brother as well and all the wives and kids and stuff and uh one of the things that we were talking about was like when when i went to high school i think you missed it but i didn't um we were given laptops starting oh, yeah like, no my grade this was what um if you were to have listened carefully no one would have but um so like the graduation speech given by the students in uh, my graduating class of uh, 2006, um, it would have it was just like we were you know <laughs> like everything seemed to just barely miss our class. All of these benefits that other generations seemed to get, like we kept just sort of like whiffing a little bit. Like um, when I started, like uh, uh, like our school used to be broken into a junior high high school situation versus middle school high school. The difference is junior high high goes up to ninth grade and then high school starts at 10th grade yes so in in case you're ever wondering what the difference was at least that was the difference here so when we were all in eighth grade at junior high was the last year it was a junior high right the very next year it became middle school and the high school began accepting ninth graders so we were the first freshman class at uh, the high school, which, you know, is, I guess, cool, but it meant that we were never the top of the school, right? And <laughs> you know, we went like, from six, seven, eight. It's like, oh, we're going to be that we're going to be the oldest classman here. Wrong. You're going to get almost there and then go right back to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we missed out on being the top. Uh, the top grade for that year, the um, the laptops you guys the laptops. We we were the last class not to get laptops. So yep. the grade immediately below us was the first uh, class to get laptops. Right, that was a bummer. We were like the last uh, year to not benefit from some sort of driver's license slash learner's permit. 
Uh, I don't remember the regulations, but of course, because I'm not 15 anymore. But at the time, it was like we had to wait until we were like, like you know, 16 and a half to get our learner's permit or something. Oh, sure, sure. Whereas, sure. like, yes, if you were right. born one year after us, you only had to wait till you were 15 and a half. So it was like almost, and then the, that like passed at the same time or something. So it was like you became. 16 and like finally I can get it where someone a year below you like could get it immediately as well because now the law was new and it was like well that was a bummer so we just had a bunch of dumb situations like that hit our year we were like that transition year for everything for everything yeah. I know it was like it was like oh man it, it, it can't be that class again oh six yeah. oh six it's always oh six I know it's always six yeah, yeah. anyway that Sorry was us that. that's uh, okay but you guys made it anyway we made, made it look yeah. at us we're so scrappy <laughs> yeah, right exactly <laughs> yeah well, that was exactly what I was gonna say though yeah. it's like you know they gave us laptops and I, and I think part Part of the thing about being so early in the laptop curriculum is that like, like, you know, like I said, like most of my teachers, you know, had been there, um, you know, for, for 25 plus years, like a really long time. And so like they had done things without them for so long that for the most part, they didn't really approve of us having them anyway. So like a lot of the teachers straight up were like no laptops in class whatsoever. And it's like, these are school issued laptops for us to take notes on. Like, right. Like, like what do you mean? This is like the whole point of having them. But like, it was so in, and, and I could imagine like, you know, if you've done everything for the past 25 years this way, and all of a sudden it's sort of like, Hey, now the kids have these new devices that by the way, they can also play games on. Um, yeah. You know, so, so that was sort of like an interesting thing. Like they gave the, they gave us these things. And the other was like, um, you know, we'll, we'll put all the textbooks on, on the laptops and then we don't have to like have them like looking around all these heavy books anymore yeah but like even that had not successfully like come to pass yet so like we had these laptops the teachers didn't know how to ask us to be using the laptops the books that we were supposed to be not needing to have with them we still just needed anyway right. the laptops themselves weighed i think like eight or nine pounds so, like then your backpack just weighs like 35 pounds right because you're carrying like all the rest of your books all the time yeah too. with the laptop and it's like no no one who's been given a free laptop at that age especially when like this is like before phones or anything we're like probably if you had access to a computer you were share you were splitting time on it with every other member of your family yes yep, yeah absolutely like you were given like such a such a piece of technology to yourself like was, even if you didn't need it for a class like there's no way any uh anyone in your grade w didn't have that laptop in their backpack at all times oh absolutely yeah. yes 100 and so like another thing too was that like it was new enough that they like, hadn't been able to like figure out what things to restrict which oh, was like yeah. most of the like the the like online like mini games like plug-in games stuff like yeah. that so you know for like a huge period of time it was sort of like you would get to school and like you know you'd like look around and like everybody would have this like uh, I think it was called BMX backflips or something like that but it was a game using like basically mm. like two cursor keys and it would just like like you would either be yeah. like pressing forward and your little bike guy would like drive forward or you could press backwards and he would do like a little bit of a wheelie and so like everybody was always playing this this like game yeah it became like just you know like the who's who was like who was really good at the at the exactly it's just like oh yeah what like like you think you can stop us from playing games but we'll always find one more way and whatever game we're able to then play in that way will always be better than school uh, so we will make it a thing and it will culturally rise and then you'll block that one and we'll find another way yes and and so yeah. this is exactly what i was gonna say it's like they didn't know how to teach us with the laptops there wasn't anything about the laptops that we were specifically doing that like enabled us new learning potential at least at that time and what it really allowed us to do was get really 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 good at bypassing what was other pretty rudimentary 
um, you know, defenses. Yeah. So like all of a sudden, you know, like we're finding like effectively the same thing as like VPNs today, but, yeah. like, <laughs> but like, you know, proxies and like, like right. subnet codes and stuff like that. So like, you know, we learned a lot about computers because we weren't using them the way right. that people wanted us to be using them. Right. Like it ended up being educational, but like in a very roundabout way. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. I want, yeah. I wonder about stuff like that sometimes. It's like, what if that's really the point? You know, sure, sure, like, sure, sure. Like, oh, look at like they think they're out. They think they're outsmarting us, but they're learning, <laughs> and they don't even see it. Right, right. You know, right, like was yeah. that really the experiment going on here? Where it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, we were like breaking, you know, breaking the rules at like cross country practice. Like, yeah, but look at all the other things we learned in doing that. And it's like, you might have had it. Maybe I didn't run for an hour that day, but you know what I did? I made lifelong memories with my friends not doing it. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And in many ways, that's more valuable and not to mention it's like you're doing sports on a volunteer basis anyway like like i, I made the choice to be here so yeah. it's like you know I, on some level that's that's the other piece of it as well <laughs> right. like yeah. um but yeah so no it's you're you're right like i mean now it's now it's how how many years later we're still talking about things that we did yeah at that stage fondly yes yes you know? so strong great memories yes um mm-hmm. no it is it is really funny the way in which uh the, like the bypassing of the rules can ultimately actually be the true the true right education very ender's game it is very yeah ender's game. it's yeah, like you yeah. know oh you have all these little soldiers following the rules and it's like ender's like they wouldn't have put these they wouldn't have made these rules so easy to break if they didn't intend us to break them okay. yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah it's like clearly this is on purpose <laughs> they're sitting back there like ender's figured it out he's so smart bravo <laughs> ender bravo <laughs> promote him to general yeah, please <laughs> make that make that 10 year old a general <laughs> oh man what a, yeah completely <laughs> strange concept is the intelligence of the the kids in that book by the way something i would have read in high school and been and found to be actually engaging and interesting oh man yeah ender's game great good read probably take you like an hour it's like this big <laughs> I, I listen to it i think probably like once a year yeah and then, and then yeah. like i think for like a little while it like changes the way i think about everything i'm always, <laughs> I'm always like i'm ender um, <laughs> yeah yeah we all wish we were ender right? yeah. a little bit no but no. yeah he's <laughs> slash have you seen my act scores full circle <laughs> full, full circle, circle yeah right <laughs> Who's not? Yeah, yeah. Ender would have, and he would have not only like completely passed it, but he could have passed it on his own, and probably could have hacked the system to change a score to a perfect score if he wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. And, and no could have, could have, would have just done both, and then probably also like helped someone else achieve a perfect score in the process. And, yeah. Like, a except Peter, awesome he'd have like marked, you know, marked his down or something. If Peter. Yeah, he would have yeah. changed his name to like butt wiggler <laughs> all the all the like all little, the terrible uh, names like, they come up yeah, with I, mean, I love how this became like a very small uh ender's game book club right here yeah yeah everybody's understanding all these little references yeah anyway guys uh i think that should do it for this week's episode of the pop i feel like i, I of all the things i actually came into today with a lot of stuff on the show notes to like, no. talk about mm-hmm. and we didn't touch on any of them no. so it means we're in we great never shape, do <laughs> great shape for next week never could have expected that like our our foray into Luke going into kindergarten could have like taken us on such a such a trip down memory lane yeah yeah um However, in other exciting and fun news, there's some pretty cool stuff that is going on in the the world of pop 
popcorn culture announcements. Yeah. Um, which is that once again, we have been invited back to GoFest. That uh, is going to be the weekend of October 14th here in Roanoke, Virginia, where we are going to be doing another live episode of the pop. Uh, it is a completely free event to attend. GoFest itself is an incredibly cool uh, festival where there's just lots of neat things to see and food vendors and like outdoor stuff and people doing tricks on bikes and lumberjacks running up and down these big cool like logs and such mm-hmm. uh, we will also have a booth set up with like you know general uh, popcorn culture super carlin brothers merch we'll have the coffee from carlin brothers coffee available there so uh just a really cool all around scb weekend and in addition to uh those events that we have going on that same weekend the night before as a way to make like a whole weekend fun of festivities we're also uh renting out a full theater space at the grandin theater the grandin theater the grandin theater at uh in in roanoke virginia it's like a very historic landmark of the area the the theater itself has got like interior castle walls and it's it's just absolutely beautiful um and we are going to be hosting a live um super carlin brothers trivia event at the theater where you can come in to a movie theater. We will have like our huge trivia Kahoot screen, like up on the movie theater screen. Jay and I will be there hosting it like in real life. We will have amazing prizes for all of the winners. Um, it should just be like a super fun, super Carlin brothers event. We will, that will be a ticketed event. It'll be $20 per ticket. Just, just flat rate across the board. Boom. Um, we will have a link in the description down below or the show notes for today's episode for that. Uh, so we would absolutely love to have you come out and do a full weekend of super Carlin brothers shenanigans with us. It should really just be an all around great time. So yes. I'm super looking forward to that. So again, that's going to be the, uh, Friday, October 13th for trivia, uh, the live free episode of the pop, uh, at GoFest is going to be taking place on October 14th, uh, just sort of like middle of the day. Most likely we don't have a specific time. For don't have a time. Yet. Yet. So, uh, Anyway, if you are looking just for like, if you've been asking for meetups or you're looking for like a, a place to come and like meet Jay and I uh, in real life, this would be an amazing opportunity to do that. And it should just be like an all around fun weekend. So again, links to all that stuff in the show notes down below. But otherwise, until next time, pop, pop. pop.